Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. You know, I listen to Bickley and Murata. Terrific show, by the way. I really enjoy it. Bickley and Murata mornings from 6 to 10. Bickley and Murata. It's the greatest show on earth. Bickley and Murata. Good morning and welcome. Dan Bickley. Sports, man. Sports. Vince Murata. It's a power-packed morning zoo. Are you kidding me? Bickley and Murata. Bickley and Murata. I love this show. This is the greatest show in the history of radio. It's the greatest radio show ever. Bickley and Murata. I hate everything about this show. This is the worst show in the world. Oh, cue up your favorite Rebecca Black song. It's Friday, Friday. What's the next lyric? Gotta get down on Gotta Friday. Gotta get down on Friday. You hear that voice? That's I know. Sarah Cazell is back. Sarah's back. back, Sarah. Back again. Tim Ray is back. back. Tell a friend. Jared didn't go anywhere. Sarah's so back. He's not back. Sarah's back. Sarah's back. We got the gang. Oh, th- this week's gang all back together. <laughs> Most of the gang. Again. Yes. Yes. Actually, I'm yes. feeling better, Sarah. Yeah, thank quite, you. Appreciate the, it. It's not quite the Beatles. <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, it's... I'll cut my hair if you want me to. <laughs> How stupid would I look with that haircut? I always do know it's Friday. I always do know it's Friday because Vinny's got the big Dunkin' Donuts. He treats himself Ooh, on a Friday. I got the email again last night that, hey, the coffee machine is broken. It's broken? Yeah, Mike. What? Oh, Tim. It's broken. Tim, I did the exact same thing as I saw the email. No, the one I went to here, Duncan. the one on the other side of the building, that one is operational. So. <laughs> you sound great, right? buddy. You will not be. <laughs> hey, let him Friday. wake up. What are they putting that Dunkin' Donuts? <laughs> gravel. I get extra gravel. <laughs> you don't? Give he's, me some extra sludge. He's drinking that in honor of nobody drafting them in our Boston draft yesterday. Yes, I should have. Who's I'm, winning that thing, brother? Not me. Not me. Tim. Not me. I think the not ba- the guy who drafted baked beans? Yeah, I think the baked beans did you in, my friend. I did a solid three minutes of research in a commercial break. I think the accent did me in. <laughs> Is anyone winning? Am I winning? I, don't, I, I actually don't know. Everyone losing. The audience you have a one was point, a winner. You have a 1.1% lead over... Zach. Yeah. I listened to that sick on the couch yesterday, and it just made me feel more sick. <laughs> Terrible mom. And yet here you are. And yet here I am. Uh, can I uh, open up about something, too, that at, at this time of the year is very prevalent? Talk to me. I'm, I'm you, Oprah. You Go. get the end of the year lists. I used to love them. Like, hey, this is so-and-so's list of the greatest yeah. television shows of 2022, right. or the greatest albums of 2022. The Ringer is doing their their series now. And the music-related ones, I'm going to sound like an old man because I am an old man. It's like, top 10 songs of 2022. Who are these people, and what are these songs? I don't know any of them. I've not heard of any of them, right. I've heard of a couple of the artists, but I'm like, geez, am I that out of touch? Yes. I used to, I used I'm to right pride th- myself on I'm, being like up to date on stuff. No, I'm right there with you, brother. Even the television shows. haven't even heard of some of them. Who watches regular TV? I mean, but it's from all these streaming counts, right? So the streaming counts. Do you think there's an element when people put these lists together, especially the music ones, is like, hey, I'm going to try to be extra hip with my my album of the year selection. Like a yeah. band that hasn't even formed yet gets on the 
<laughs> I think it depends on the reviewer because sometimes it's just the opposite. It's like Steely Dan's new album gets yeah, like album yeah, of the year, yeah. oh, and every, you're like, "What? Are what you kidding? Steely Dan's got a new album?" Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> I didn't even know show? people still made albums. They do. They do. Wait. I really well. I I, I I would assume that they did, but I I mean, like the thought of an album. You're obviously not yeah. a Swifty. People just right. yes. People just buy individual songs. All right, just something I was no, on my mind. Yeah. Now get off my lawn and start the show, Jared. The splash, splash. The stories making waves in the sports world. The splash. Cannonball. Cannonball coming. Cannonball coming. The splash. Brought to you by Presidential Pools, Arizona's number one pool builder. See why at presidentialpools.com. Yeah, Cardinals are back on the practice field at their Dignity Health Training Center in Tempe on Thursday. We got our first look at the Week 14 injury report. And wouldn't you know it, after the bye, it was the shortest list of the season. Still had some prominent names on it, though. Wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins sat out practice with an illness. Rondell Moore missed practice with a groin injury. Fellow whiteout Greg Dorch. What a Dorch! Uh, he practiced in full as he comes back from a thumb injury. Still no Byron Murphy Jr., who's been sidelined with a back injury and guard uh, Rashad Coward at DNP with a peck injury. Among the Patriots missing practice Thursday was their top wideout, Jacoby Myers, who is recovering from a concussion. Um, so... The list shorter, Tim, but not. I mean, it, it's been an issue all year long. Injuries and the Cardinals have gone hand in hand in 2022. Have you heard, have you heard this? I have heard it. It would really be good to get Rondell Moore out there. I mean, not and, and Hopkins. You assume will probably be hopefully back for the game on Monday, whatever his illness is. Yeah, but it would be good to get Moore out there. Uh, speaking of injuries, tight end Zach Ertz, who held a press conference yesterday after being named the Cardinals nominee for the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award, said that he had surgery on both his ACL and MCL, uh, and his goal is to be ready for Week 1 of 2023. Despite being injured in Week 10, Ertz still the team's third leading receiver, 47 catches for 406 yards, and has the most touchdown catches on the team still with four. Uh, the legend of Baker Mayfield grew last night. Just a couple of days after being released by Carolina and claimed on waivers by the Rams, Mayfield led L.A. to a 17-16 win over the Las Vegas Raiders. He capped an eight-play, 98-yard drive with a 23-yard touchdown pass to Van Jefferson with 10 seconds left to give the Rams the win. Mayfield didn't start. John Wolford came in, played one series, handed it off three times, and then found his way to the bench. But Mayfield went 22 of 35, 230 yards and a touchdown. Rams now 4-9. and nine. Raiders' winning streak is over. That's an amazing story. Well, not only that, he had been down 13 or more points in his career as a starter. 22 times. You know how many times he came back to win those games? Zero. Zero. (laughs) And he still has that zero because he wasn't the starter last night. I mean, the luggage tags were still on his bags in the locker room. Yeah, probably. You're not exaggerating. It's, 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 it is actually a pretty cool story. We'll get into that a little bit Absolutely. today. Absolutely. Uh, the Falcons, they're making a change of quarterback. Uh, not this week because they're on their bye, but next week against the Saints. Marcus Mariota. To the bench, Desmond Ritter, the third-round uh, draft pick out of Cincinnati, who has yet to attempt to pass. Just handed the keys to the Falcons. Probably the right move. Uh, Suns on the road for only their second prolonged road trip of the season. It begins tonight in New Orleans against the Pelicans, who are the top team in the West. Western Conference.
Conference after the Suns lost to Boston on Wednesday. Uh, this trip features uh, games in New Orleans tonight and Sunday, then a stop in Houston. And they'll end it uh, next Thursday against uh, the Clippers in L.A. Uh, tough trip, uh, and you can hear that game tonight. Um, and I forgot to check what time that starts. What time does that start, 6:30. Sarah? I know you always know. I got you. You're Sarah on the spot. Thank oh. you. Uh, you can hear it here on the Arizona Sports app and 98.7. I think we're going to find out some things about the Suns on this trip. They've lost a bit of their mojo. They haven't. They've, <laughs> they've lost their mojo. They've lost their mojo. <laughs> uh, it'd be nice to find it again. I almost am at the point now where, like, can we just get a split in New Orleans? I mean, that's that would be good at this point. Yes, I don't want this depending losing. on what the loss looks like. Another blowout loss is going to have people freaking out. I would not like to leave New Orleans with a four-game losing streak. That, that, would, be, that, that would be that bad. is that would be my my yeah. biggest fear, Vinny. Yeah. Uh, Brittany Griner officially home back on U.S. soil. Lots of reaction to the news yesterday about the Mercury Star being released from a Russian penal colony after serving just a small portion of the nine-year prison sentence she was given in August on drug charges. Uh, Griner, part of a prisoner swap, Russian arms dealer Victor Boot, who was convicted on charges of conspiring to sell weapons to a U.S. designated foreign terrorist group uh, back in. April 2012 is on his way back to Russia. But again, we'll say this again. Bottom line, Brittany Griner coming home is a good thing. This should be celebrated. Yes. I, mean, I, I don't... I, 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 you do understand. Don't say I don't understand why people are reacting this way. You knew... Everybody knew that what the reactions were going to be to this. Okay, no, but... I don't understand why there are people that aren't happy that Brittany Griner is back. Just on its own merit. This is an American citizen. Mm-hmm. I, she wasn't... She wasn't bringing a bomb in as a terrorist. She was bringing in vape cartridges, which are legal here, by the way. Big mistake on Brittany Griner's part? Absolutely. Absolutely. Stupid, dumb, idiotic, absolutely. But a nine-year sentence for an American citizen and this narrative that has been created by certain people that she hates this country Mm -hmm. because of what she said about the national anthem is completely unfair. It was completely taken out of context. Our own John Gambadora was the first to report that ASU quarterback Emory Jones is hitting the transfer portal. Uh, Jones had one year at ASU, uh, started for most of the year, threw for 1,533 yards and seven touchdowns, uh, but lost his job to Trenton Borgay, who will be back to uh, compete for the starting job under new head coach Kenny Dillingham. ASU tight end Jalen Conyers announced he's coming back to play in 2023 after it seemed like he'd be the latest to hit the transfer portal. Uh, And uh, offensive lineman Ben Scott has also uh, entered the portal for ASU. It it never slows down. Portal combat, you called it. Portal combat. I like it. Vinny, it's going to be like this after every season. Mm -hmm. Coaching change or not. Mm -hmm. Coyotes in action tonight, actually on home ice at Mullet Arena when they last played a game on November 3rd. The Bruins in town tonight. The owners of the best record in the league at 21-3-1. Tied for the most points in the NHL with New Jersey. That game gets uh, started just after 7. Pre-game coverage begins here on Arizona uh, Sports app and um, ESPN 620 at 6.30. Uh, Coyotes also loaned winger Dylan Gunther to Team Canada for the World Junior Championships, which run uh, December 26th through January 5th. World Cup resumes today with quarterfinal action, or cutter final action. <laughs> <See what laughs> I did oh, 
Uh, Croatia taking on Brazil at 8. Then it's the Netherlands facing Argentina tomorrow. Morocco against Portugal in the early game. England and France in the noon kickoff. And another big deal being signed in Major League Baseball is the New York Mets bringing back outfielder Brandon Nimmo on an 8-year, $162 million deal. By the way, you didn't let me slip it in. The Bruins tonight is Game 3 of the Boston 3 Party here in Phoenix. <laughs> game 2. Or game 2. Yeah, yeah, I blew the joke. <laughs> so close. So, so close. close. Wait, take two. Yeah, Why yeah. Not? This the, isn't wait, a lie. Hang on. So I heard the, uh, the Bruins are in town. Did you hear the Bruins are in town? Oh, by the way, Vinny, you didn't let me get in my joke. By the way, the Bruins are in town. It's game two of the Boston three party. Oh, 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 oh Tim Ring. That was man. good. That was good, guys. The irrepressible Tim Ring will be here all morning long. Just edit that out for the podcast, babe. <laughs> There's your splash for Friday, December 9th. Coming up next, Cardinals. When was the last time they played a game? It seems like forever. Would you get here already? We'll get into the latest with the cards next. It's Bickley and Murata Mornings. Tim Ring is in for Bick. Here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Football Friday with Bickley and Murata. Presented by 72 Sold. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. I see an offense that's uh, running the football well. You know, it's a very conservative pass game. You know, lots of screens, all kind of screens. Um, it's like a defensive guy's calling an offense. You know, he's <laughs> it's how a defensive guy will call offensive plays, right? You know, let's 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 not turn the ball over. Let's let's get four yards of play and you know try to burn clock. And that's what they're doing. You know, and that's what he's going to do on Monday night. And he's going to be patient. You know, maybe take a shot here. You know, from time to time. But for the most part, it's, it's running game, it's quick game, and it's screens. You know, so that's it. He's a defensive guy. That's what he's, that's what he's doing. He's calling like a defensive guy with call plays. That's Vance Joseph, defensive coordinator of the, of the uh, Cardinals, addressing a, the media yesterday. Is that a compliment? Because Patriots fans would think otherwise. Oh, I was like, just going there. It's like a defensive that's guy's calling plays. Across yeah, that's, that's not what you want, VJ. But, but guess what? <laughs> he's telling the truth. It is. An offense being called it's by a not defensive like a, coach. Yeah, it's not like it is. Yeah, Matt Patricia is calling offensive plays for the New England Patriots, and we saw this bubble over. Uh, you know, in the la- the last time the New England Patriots played a game, Mac Jones was caught on the sidelines emoting, and he said his emotions got away from him, but yelling at somebody who was off camera. You know, throw the ball. The quick game sucks. Let me just say this. I applaud Mac Jones for feeling that way. I've given my thoughts on where offense is going in the NFL a lot this year. The Patriots are one of those teams. Hard to watch because it's all dink and dunk. This matchup on Monday night is going to be a lot of that because you got two offenses. One that is stocked with all kinds of talent and playmakers that chooses to play that way. And then another offense that doesn't have nearly the amount of talent or explosiveness that chooses to go that way. I mean, they're ready to kill Patricia in New England. I mean, With his own pencil. Yes. Now, when he goes back to defensive coordinator next year, because McDaniels <laughs> is back, Jared, does Patricia then put the pencil in the other ear Ooh. when he runs the that, defense? It goes from the left. That balances his thinking. Yeah, it goes Ooh. from one pence to one ear to one ear to the other. I mean, just reading the NFL statistics, I mean, if it matters to you, but their offense, bottom of the NFL, not the dead last, but yeah, among, among the worst and first downs, Third down efficiency, sacks per pass play, interception percentage. They're in the bottom 12 in the league in points per game. Mm-hmm. 
you know, I know Belichick's a defensive guy and they like to play a certain way, but it's not good enough. Now, having said that, one of having said that, one of the reasons why they are six You're entering and six, the transfer portal? <laughs> yes. With all that being said, one of the reasons why they are six and six, the schedule did them no favors the last couple of weeks. They lost to two of the best teams in football in the Vikings and the Bills. Prior to that, they had one five of six. Mm-hmm. Their one loss inexplicably was to the Bears at home. Remember that night game that was played yes. uh, in Foxborough? I don't know how that exactly happened uh, that night. So they were actually stringing together some decent football and some wins. Then they went up against two of the big boys in the league uh, and they got it handed to them. And just like that, they went from six and four to six and six. They probably considered Monday night to be a get-well game uh, against a 4-8 and eight Cardinals team. But nonetheless, uh, this is a team right now that's struggling with Mac Jones at quarterback and they, they played the zappy kid a little bit mm-hmm. uh, to try to get their offense going. So they're trying to find their way. There's no question about it. But having said that again, like I said a second ago, they probably feel they can come here and get a W on Monday night. Probably feel that way. Uh, here's Vance Joseph Moore on uh, Ramondre Stevenson. They're running back for the Patriots and some of the other personnel they have offensively. He is special, guys. I mean, this guy has got 56 receptions and, I mean, 145 carries. I mean, he, he's a load. He's a big back who plays first, second, third down. You know, he can catch the ball out of backfield. He can make big plays. He runs through arm tackles. He's a tough tackle. So the offense definitely goes through him. Uh, Meyer, 16, has been a guy that's, that's been heavily targeted. You know, uh, they got... General Smith, Hunter Henry, they've got Aguilar, they've got Parker, they've got plenty of weapons on offense, you know, and um, so it's it, it's scary when you watch the group because they have so much talent around Mack, and Mack's a good young quarterback. I mean, he can process information quickly, the ball's out of his hands quickly, he's very, very smart, so, you know, you're just kind of waiting for it, you know, for it to explode because they have so much talent on offense, but it, it, it's it's been, you know, runs, quick game, and it's been more screen, so hopefully it don't change that much on uh, Monday for us. I forgot to mention they're also tied for their last place in the league in red zone efficiency. Yes. So Vance can go on and on and on about personnel. The bottom line is they're they're not getting it done on the field. Why do we go through these exercises as human beings? Why does Vance Joseph, and I'm, and I'm not singling out Vance Joseph, it happens in every NFL facility every single week when the coach is asked about the opponent, I mean, listening to that, you would think this is the greatest offense that's ever been put together. The greatest offense! they got so much talent offensively. Then why are they averaging 318 yards per game? But if you want vague... You can't say the opposite because then you're bulletin board material. Bill Belichick did the same thing talking about the Cardinals. Still a team we don't have a lot of familiarity with, but we did play them a couple years ago, so... uh, More so than maybe some of the other NFC teams, but... um, Very explosive team, a lot of firepower, skilled players on offense, Um, pressure defense, uh, obviously a couple of experienced specialists, (laughs) probably as guys probably as much time together as um, a whole conference. They're as old as you are, Um, but. so, you know, some obviously a lot of familiarization work to do, but um, you know, looking forward to it. Yeah. You know what, Bob? Uh, Vinny, if you, if you wanted a vague scouting report on an opposing team or his own team, you could always go back and listen to a Herm Edwards press conference. Hey, Herm, what about the uh, Huskies uh, receiving core? Oh, they got some guys now. <laughs> they got some guys. <laughs> Herm, what about your... Uh, your own receiving core. How do they look uh, this weekend? Well, we got some dudes now. They got some. We got some guys. 
Yeah. Yeah. the extreme. But again, Vance Joseph's comments about the Patriots offense, Bill Belichick's comments about the explosiveness of the Cardinals offense. Where on the list of adjectives of the 2022 Arizona Cardinals offense would explosive, where would that land on the list? Not in the top thousand. Do you think this is an explosive offense, Tim? I would say no. And what am I doing? I'm perpetuating this crap that these coaches put out there, and I'm playing it on the on the radio. Anybody who's ever listened to me knows I'm not a big fan of the press conference. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yes. even know. I don't even know why we have them anymore. So I, I think it's, you know this first team to fifty on Monday night apparently is going to win this game. I miss press conferences. That's not incorrect. (laughs) If somebody scored 50, they would definitely win. I miss press conferences when you actually got information. Mm -hmm. When was that? I grew up, my first job was covering Mike Ditka. Ditka used Ditka used the me actually wait let me get get let me start Ditka used him, the, you don't look 110 years old Tim <laughs> I was I was 19 I was 19 I had my first job he was a child prodigy in this business I was I 19 19 to 22 I was able to cover Mike Ditka wow the Ditka it was such a different era back then guys I mean Ditka was act Ditka would actually use the media to motivate his players and try to get the most out of them he would use that as a tool which would produce, obviously, great content for us. Yes, but you can't do that anymore because feelings. Feelings. That's absolutely the most absurd, humorous, stupid thing I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) Okay, so let me give you two quick examples, right? We had a cornerback back in the day named Donnell Wolford, right? He was a first-round pick, and he could not cover Sterling Sharp one game uh, for the Packers. And after the game, Dick was so pissed. He's He's like, evidently, Wolford can't cover anybody. That was one example, right? And then there was another situation where Richard Dent was kind of like he was in he was living in the trainer's room a little too much. Yeah. And if there was an example here with the Cardinals, which there are a few, and Cliff gives us the progressing, we're working through that, hope day to day, hope to get him back. Well D- Ditka was pissed at Richard Dent, right? Because he knew he should have been out there on the on the field. So so Ditka decided to start embarrassing him in the media. And instead of calling him Richard, he started calling him Robert. And he kept saying, Robert's got a boo-boo. Robert's got a boo-boo, and he's not going to be able to play with us this Sunday. <laughs> we hope Robert's boo-boo feels so whatever really well. Now, well, yeah, but, but, but you know what, Vinny? It worked. That, that kind of stuff worked. Yeah. You know what? You challenge somebody's manhood publicly and you embarrass. Uh, right. I mean, that wouldn't work today. Look, Bruce Arians did it while he was here, and it seems like that's 100 years ago. It, it just right. doesn't fly anymore. Robert's got a boo-boo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but stay tuned for the explosive bat matchup on Monday night between the pa- the high-flying Patriots and the unstoppable Arizona Cardinals. Coming up next, we'll get into the, uh, some Suns talk as they embark on a four-game road trip, which should provide some answers about where this team is right now. We'll get into it next. It's Bickley and Murata mornings. Tim ring in for Bick feelings. here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Nothing more than feeling. That was not what we've been used to around here. And um, not many times have I felt that way about a game where I just felt like we physically didn't handle the 
hands-on bodies or whatever it was, and then you know we just missed so many shots. Uh, I think we started out like one for 15 from three or something like that, and that was you know. And then they were hitting shots. I mean, they had first three quarters, 31, 38, 35. You know, we just didn't play defense to the level that would at least give us a chance. And it wasn't like they were running tricky stuff. I mean, they they got a number of and ones. I think they had seven free throws in the first half. I'm not quite sure, but it seemed like there was at least three or four and ones, you know. And so those plays against a team like that that's switching, you allow them to get a bucket and stop the game so they can set their defense. So overall, it's just a unbelievably tough night. That was Monty Williams following the Suns' uh, ugly loss to the Boston Celtics on Wednesday. Back-to-back losses where maybe that was the prevailing thought, Tim about, hey, we're not really playing Phoenix Suns basketball. Certainly didn't look that way. Um, You know, the Suns, up until Wednesday, had the top record in the Western Conference. They're now tied for second with Memphis. And they got a couple of games tonight and Sunday against the team that's in that top spot, the New Orleans Pelicans, and they're playing really well. The Pelicans, are uh, they've won five in a row. They've won seven of their last eight. This is going to be... um, uh, I'm not saying you know, an, you win tonight, it's the elixir for everything. I think the Suns still have some issues, but um, an opportunity to wash away two ugly losses, and you know, this is on the heels of, of individually two guys, two leaders of the team. Devin Booker was in a stretch where he looked unstoppable, and DeAndre Ayton did as well. And those two stretches now seem like a distant memory because both of those guys are struggling. You know, I used the word mojo earlier, but I wasn't joking about it. They need to find a little bit of their mojo mm-hmm. back. And I think, you know, when you play good basketball, a lot of that, Vinny, is confidence. And they got, they got to get some confidence back in their offense and their shooters. They they shot the ball really well in San Antonio. But Unbelievably well. The, the reality is, though, that's a G League team. So mm-hmm. the, they, they, have, they have upped their competition the last two times they've taken the court, and they've, they've paid the price for it. I mean, we saw what happened against Dallas and Luka, and then in another marquee matchup on Boston the other night, we, we, we saw what happened. The Suns didn't come out ready to play. They didn't come out making their shots, and Boston, by the middle of the second quarter, the game was essentially over. So a couple of things you want to see tonight. Clearly, Devin Booker has to get off to a better start. And it's not just about making shots, Vinny. I think it's about feeling the defense and the the way that he's being played defensively. I think it's matching some physicality, being ready. I I think the the defensive book might be out on Booker a, a little bit, and that's to be tough with him. That, that, that's how you should play Devin Booker. Uh-huh. Put a hand on him. See what you can get away with with the officials. When he goes to the basket, put a body on him, put a hand on him. Play Devin Booker physically tough. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't, and you let that kid do whatever he wants, he is going to torch you. And then, again, DeAndre Aiden and Mikel Bridges better answer the bell from the get-go offensively. They were spectators on Wednesday night. That cannot happen again. They have to aggressively attack the basket and score and knock down open shots and be ready to play. DA wasn't ready to play Wednesday night. That was evident from the opening quarter on. And with this Pelican team, they see that Suns jersey, Vinny. You know you're gonna you know they're gonna get you're, the Suns are gonna get their best shot tonight. Absolutely. Uh Devin Booker after the Boston game, uh, he talked about how to respond after two bad losses in a row. I mean, today makes two in a row, so you know, it's just a it's a different energy. Um you know, we understand we have to fix some and we have to handle business. So, um, you know, we have a long flight to New Orleans tomorrow. Um, we have time to regroup and think about it. And, 
you know, it feels like that game should count for two losses, but, you know, good thing it's only still one, but, you know, I feel like we're at the meat of our schedule. We have some pretty good matchups still coming up, and, you know, we have to be ready to go. Yeah, this is a weird stretch of schedule, not only for the Suns, but also for the Pelicans, because they play each other three times very close together. Tonight, Sunday, then there's a game in Phoenix a week from Saturday, okay. uh, the 17th. But so here's the, the Pelicans' next five games Sun, uh, home against the Suns, home against the Suns, at the Jazz, at the Jazz, at the Suns. So they have two back to backs against two different teams. That very rarely happens in the NBA. Apropos of nothing, uh, this is a good basketball team, though. We saw it last year in the playoffs. That was without Zion Williamson. You just took the words out of my mouth. He's back. Uh, Averaging he's o- 24 games. He's only missed five games this year. It seems like he never plays, but one of the games that he missed was the first matchup with, with the Suns. Um, there's not a lot of history between Williamson and the Suns. He seems to miss those games and, of course, missed all of last year. Um, that's going to be an interesting challenge for the Suns. How do they guard him? You would expect it's going to be a, a lot of uh, Torrey Craig and, and maybe a little bit of DeAndre Ayton on him. But um, yeah, they don't have a, a, a big, deep history of, of how to deal with Zion Williamson when he's rolling. They don't have a history of slowing down Brandon Ingram either. No. Man, that guy seems to torch the Suns. Uh, Mikel Bridges will probably get that assignment tonight. So we look forward to Mikel trying to lock him up. Valanciunas is a load, obviously. Is scoring down. Once he once that big son of a gun gets it, man, he's tough to stop. Mm-hmm. So if DA's on him, well, that's the thing. If, if DA, I mean, DA's got to be on him. So somebody else is going to have to be on Zion. Mm-hmm. So probably Torrey Craig, as you were saying. Because if Valanciunas is on the court, I don't know who else is going to take him besides besides Aiton. So he he's he's a tough matchup for DA because he's so much he's got so much more body mass mm-hmm. than Aiton does. And then Jose Alvarado for some reason he just loves playing against Chris Paul. Did you see? He just he, loves dogging Chris Paul. Did you see what he did a couple of games ago? Yeah, didn't he have like thirty? He had thirty eight. Jose Alvarado had thirty eight points yeah, in a win over Denver. That, that was eight Sunday. three pointers. Sunday, yeah. yeah. So now you got to worry about him, too. That little gnat. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Plus, they got Herb Jones, and it's a good basketball team. Herb Jones. Back to the Suns. Jackson Hayes. There was still you know, a lot of reaction um, of people. You know, one loss, you can you can kind of write it off. It happens in this league just one of those nights. But when you have just one of those nights, two consecutive nights, people start to ask questions. And, and the Suns, we know this roster is not a finished product. It's still in in progress. The Jay Crowder chip is out there. Um, and there's a lot of frustrated people that just want Jay Crowder to be moved to get somebody in here to establish some sort of, I don't know what the word, some some chemistry moving forward. It's still very early in the season, so I don't think it's all that necessary right now. But that's what those games, those types of losses do to people. It's like, yeah. we got to change everything. Well, here here's the reality. I, I, it's December. You don't need to hit any kind of panic button. Cam Johnson's coming back. Chris Paul's going to be better. They're going to get another piece in the Crowder trade. They're going to get better. Mm-hmm. Aiton and Bridges are going to play better if they ever played the Celtics again. Booker will play better. But the reality is, Vinny, here's what these last two games told us, especially maybe the Celtic game. Maybe we're just not as good as we thought we were. Yes. I, that, that's that's the reality. Maybe. That's what I take from it. Like, oh, Okay. You know, you, remember you know the old phrase, beer muscles? Mm-hmm. You have a few pops at the bar and you think you can fight everybody? I think maybe the Suns have some schedule muscles. 
before the Celtics-Mavericks game. I think maybe they had some schedule muscles. Maybe. Yeah, you know, beating up the Knicks and the Bulls and, oh, oh, we beat the Jazz, you know. But oh, the Jazz are kind of coming back down to earth. I think the Suns had maybe some schedule I get that muscles. for Boston, but Dallas is not good. Dallas was a 500 team when they played them. It's, it's not, not like they're a top but, team. I mean, they're they're fine, but they're a they're a good team with one of the toughest players in the league to guard. I mean, people are diminishing. Jared, they're, they're going to be there. It's a three game difference between the Suns' record and, the, oh, and yeah. the Mavs' difference at that time. It's not like night and day. Right, they're going to be there at the end. And and your point on schedule, I think, is well well made, Tim, because one of the things a lot of people just we discussed it on this show. Suns fans, gear yourself towards less priority put on regular season wins. They won 64 games last year. You saw how it ended. Because at the end of the day, at the end of the season, that number doesn't matter. Being right for the playoffs is what matters. And uh, I think Suns fans said, okay, that sounds good. And this type of reaction to falling out of the number one spot in the West in early December, there's people panicking. Your, for those people, I think you're really going to be tested over the next two weeks because I think the Suns could find themselves six, seven in a couple of weeks in the Western Conference based solely on the the quality, the toughness of the schedule they have coming up. Yeah, and it's also it's not like you lost by four points in a well played game to Boston though either. I mean, you're down by forty five. Well, if I mean, they're the gold standard of the league. I mean, that was that was a signal. You said it in your open yesterday, and it was very poignant. And I thought, really, it resonated with me because you were 100% right. And I'm, I think I've blown enough smoke up your booty for the next no, keep going. two years. Keep going. The Celtics on that night looked like they were playing a different sport. They're really and good. That is the concern mm-hmm. you have after a game like that for a supposed championship contending Phoenix Suns team. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can hear it here tonight on the Arizona Sports app and 98.7 Suns and Pelicans at 6.30. You can text your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 as well. Coming up next, the reports of Baker Mayfield's career demise have been greatly Exaggerated. We'll get into it next. Some NFL hash marks. It's Bickley and Murata mornings with Tim Ring in for Bick here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and Murata. Hash marks. Mayfield flings it left side end zone. Caught! Caught by Van Jefferson! That is a JB Long on ESPN LA 710. Baker Mayfield hitting Van Jefferson on a 23-yard touchdown pass with just seconds left. Uh, just days after signing, being actually being claimed by the L.A. Rams, he gets the bulk of the playing time. And look, I'm not a Baker Mayfield fan, but how could you not be interested in this story? A guy's there for two days and leads a, t- a team that looked completely rudderless to a win on Thursday Night Football. That's a crazy story. I'm almost speechless. I mean, I, if you could see the smile on Tim Ring's face right now, because I, I just I think of all the I think of all the midseason acquisitions that take like three weeks to get acclimated, and the coaches are like, oh, he's only been here two weeks. I mean, we can't expect like Robbie Anderson. We're still waiting for him to do something. Dumb. I had right? that same thought last night. If, <laughs> and if Baker Mayfield could do that in two days at the quarterback, and he's position, a quarterback. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> How complicated is this Cardinals offense? And he comes in and leads a 98-yard drive. And before we jump back to Baker, let me just say something. Mark, da- if, if I'm Mark Davis, 
Raiders owner, first thing I do is get a new haircut. Second thing I do <laughs> is I, as I call Josh McDaniels in, this is now twice. You've lost to Jeff Saturday, mm-hmm. who shows up off the TV studio and coaches the Colts to a victory over you the final following Sunday. And now you can't be, beat a quarterback you know, who still has his luggage from the airport in the locker room? Who's drawn plays up in the dirt? <laughs> All right, Van, you run it down, out, and up. Skoranek, you run it down and over the middle. Yeah, How many yards? Run to the Subaru and yeah, uh, yeah, go seven yards, eight yards, and in. <laughs> I'm going to pump it, and you go. Yeah, uh, Baker Mayfield talked about that. How did you pick up the offense so quickly? I used to kind of seriously complain about the fact that I had that many different offensive systems and having to learn that, but it came in handy when having to learn a crash course and being able to relate, relate certain things. And, uh, you know, Sean's protection scheme is similar to Bill Callahan's who I had in Cleveland. So the terminology with that, that knocks out a big chunk of the learning curve um, and just trying to learn all the, the motions and the terminology for that. It's, it's tough, um, but those guys did a great job of helping me out communicating when I got off the field on the sideline and just talking about what the plays that are coming up. But from a coaching standpoint on the Raiders' sideline, and this is magnified by Baker Mayfield with this quote, when he joined the uh, Amazon Prime panel on the field after the game, he said this. Yeah, to be honest with you, I was completely shocked that they lined up in press coverage with 15 seconds. Sounds not great. Completely surprised they played press coverage there. Yeah. And Pat- so, Patrick so were a, Graham lot, so were a lot of other people. Because if then you get down to bare basics of football. You beat your guy, I'll throw it to you. Yeah, right? and, he, I mean, made, I, that, and he made a perfect throw. Uh, on the flip side, Derek Carr. You know, it hurts, uh, but we put ourselves in that position, right? Um, you know, we you know, we won, you know, however many games in a row, but it doesn't mean you win the next one. And uh, you try and you know, talk about it, preach about it, you know, uh, you know, work so that doesn't happen. Uh, but it happened to us today, and it's, it's hard. It's tough, but we put ourselves in that position. Like, it's nobody else's fault. Yeah. Um, how weird is this, Tim? The last two completed... NFL games, the Monday night game between the Saints and the Bucks, and last night the Thursday night game between the Rams and the Raiders, were both 16-3 to games that featured two touchdowns by the team that was down in the last three minutes and change. Very good point. With late touchdown passes, and both of them ended up at 17-16. We were talking about future Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Tuesday morning, (laughs) that was the first time Tom Brady had ever thrown a touchdown pass that late. Um, you know, to be down by two touchdowns at that point in the game, you don't see those comebacks, and we've seen two of them consecutively now. That is a, in, in what was an otherwise unwatchable game until those last couple drives. Do you agree? Interesting coincidence. Baker weird, weird things happen on Thursday night football. They do. How about this? The Cam Akers touchdown run that put the Rams within six. Um, that was a seventeen-play, seventy-five-yard drive. And then they were able to run so many plays at, at, you know, in those last two, 98-yard drive, eight plays, 98 yards. 98 yards. In a minute 35. Mayfield completed 15 of 20 in the fourth quarter. That's the second most completions in any quarter of his career. So he was doing, he's never had a 13-point comeback in any game of, as a starter in his career. So he was doing stuff he's never even done before. In his first game, he'd been there for like 
He would. I don't know how long he'd been there. He was signed forty eight hours earlier. He had to have been there about twenty four hours, maybe. What does that say for John Wolford? <laughs> Jared's favorite quarterback, John Wolford. I mean, again, I go back. I go back to the rate. I mean, Josh McDaniels has to be mortified. I, I mean, you know me. I'm not. I'm not a fire the coach guy. Fire this guy. Fire that guy. But if I'm again, if I'm Mark Davis after the haircut, I got to call my coach in and say, I mean, that that, that is. That is that is beyond it. That's a unacceptable, embarrassing. Choose your adjective. I, I, and such an important game for the Raiders. And too. an important game against a team with nothing to play for. Nothing to play for. Here was uh, Josh McDaniels after the game. We played against him before. Um, yeah, he's a really good competitor. You know, made some critical throws for him. Um, <clears throat> I mean, you know, you'd have to ask them about that. I, I just, you know, we, we we prepared for all three of them, not necessarily knowing who we were going to get, and uh, on a short week, so. Give them credit. You know he made he made enough plays to win. Yeah. Um, for this, also another uh, similarity between this game and the, the Monday night game between the Bucks and the Saints. After that game, nice. Mike Florio from Pro Football Talk pointed out uh, Donovan Smith, who was a walking holding penalty, a tackle for the Buccaneers, got away with a couple of holds on that last touchdown drive last night. It was Rob Havenstein, the Rams tackle. He pointed it out again. The similarities between these two games are very, very eerie. But it, uh, apparently Havenstein uh, was, was holding Max Crosby all over on that, that last drive, and it went uncalled. And the Raiders were the team that got called for two costly penalties on, on that last drive that kept the door open for Baker Mayfield to throw that touchdown speaking pass. Of, and speaking of penalties that cause you to lose games, almost very Cardinal-like when, when, when it comes to those pre-snap penalties or those you know mental errors. 11 minutes to go in the game, 4th and 3, Rams down 16-3. They're punting the ball mm-hmm. for the Raiders. Mm-hmm. 11 minutes to go in the game, down 16-3. They're punting the ball. Raiders jump off sides on a punt. 4th and 3, Rams get a first down. They go down and they get that score from Cam, Aper- from Cam Akers. It's starting to... It's starting to sound, Tim, like you're becoming a fire the coach guy. <laughs> fire the coach! <laughs> yeah, the Raiders, man, it looked like they were getting their stuff together, and they've uh, they've come. That loss might just derail the rest of the season for them. Um, have you subscribed to the Bickley and Murata podcast? Subscribe right now on your iPhone or Android. Never miss any of the show. It's the Bickley and Murata podcast. It's brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams Realty, East Valley. Get a higher price selling your home. Get guaranteed offers. Go to higherprice.com. That's higherprice.com. Coming up next, there was no episode of Hard Knocks this week. We had the director of Hard Knocks on yesterday. Looking for some clarification on Eno Benjamin. Didn't get it. But did we get it from somewhere else? We'll uh-huh. talk about that next. Bickley and Murata mornings with Tim uh-huh. Ring and for Bick, live from the Ak-Chin Community Studios here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.